Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we thank you all for tuning in hey everybody welcome here introducing you to the new series that we will be starting today okay so today we are starting grieving as an adult we just ended the grief healing and holiday series so we are moving in towards finishing out this year understanding our place as adults who are grieving and what that looks like so i hope you take these next couple of weeks and episodes and really tune into who you are we are wrapping up 2022 and getting ready for 2023 so i hope you enjoy the new series grieving as an adult love you guys hey happy monday i am lily i am the founder of healing she got faith i am also the host of the healing she got faith talk show i am your self-love advocate your favorite community social worker and what else do i be saying i forgot but yes happy monday welcome we completely missed last week's episode <laughs> i didn't even realize that like the day of like I think like 1.30 came around last Monday and I was like, you know, I don't think I recorded the episode. I don't think I pre-recorded. I don't think I recorded that that morning. And, you know, it was the week of holidays and it actually ended up being just a little bit more busier than I expected. And also too, like I had just been really, really fatigued. I mean, we don't get into that in this episode, but I had just been really, really fatigued and just not really feeling like doing anything. And so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, but here we are. It is December 5th. Um, So happy December. We are in our final days of 2022, which is, I don't know, for me, it's just not believable. I am just, like, I just, here we are, like, here we are in another year um so yeah so what I'm going to try to do today is combine last week's episode and today's episode I feel like they go hand in hand what that looks like is we're actually ending the grief healing and holiday series and starting our new series which is grieving as an adult so um but I was looking at my notes and I was like "Mm, these actually kind of go together so I think I can go ahead and squeeze everything in so um we're gonna go ahead and do that so yeah grief healing and holidays has been the topic of this second half of 2022 so some of y'all who have been listening to the show and who have seen me know that like i went to cabo back in july i had my first international speaking engagement and i spoke on the power of grief the power of grief is like my go-to topic because i really just talk about like grief and what it is like the research 
of the lack of research that is around grief and just like the things that society doesn't necessarily want to tell us and just things of that nature and really just getting people focused on their grief and how to address it and how to move forward from it and um I don't actually remember like where this grief healing and holidays came from I think I was program planning one day at the office and I had just been working with a lot of people who just needed support during the holidays for whatever reason this year's holidays everybody felt alone everybody just felt different people really weren't in the holiday spirit so I believe as I was working on these programs I kind of just came up with this and it started off as well I'll do a grief group called grief healing and holidays which this week is week four so we're in our last two weeks of that grief group um so it started off as that but then I started writing about it then I started doing the podcast and so it turned into and I've even done like speaking engagements like I've done at least two that I can think of. And so this, it just came as one of those opportunities to be like, well, this is kind of the topic right now. People are really eating it up. So I'm happy I did it. I'm happy I followed my intuition in doing that. I'm sad that we're ending it. I mean, I guess we don't technically have to, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, I do want to move forward because there are just other things that come up there's just other things that like as I continue to run my grief groups as I continue to build partnerships and to meet different people there are just certain things that I know that are coming up and I don't want to limit it limit it to just like what I'm comfortable with talking with so you know so yeah grief healing the holidays it has been much success like I said we are ending the series on the talk show today the grief group is ending not this week next week and then I think I'm done writing like the series and the blog I'm pretty much done writing about it so um it has been fun it has taught me a lot it has challenged me as a social worker it has challenged me as somebody who is grieving myself and I will say this like one of the key points in one of my grief groups this week was like one of my clients in the group was like talking to her husband and was like, I'm able to pinpoint what's bothering me now. So when my husband or my kids ask me like, hey, how are you feeling? I can say I'm grieving and I can actually sit here and um, like address it. Like I can sit here and say, I miss my mom today. I can sit here and say, I miss the old ways. And um, in one of my other groups, I've had a couple people just talk about relationships. And so like grieving the original relationship that you have with your significant other. So like when y'all used to not have kids, when y'all wasn't married, when I used to like just live a different lifestyle, like grieving that. And so that's been beautiful because people are now recognizing like what grief is and what this feeling is, you know, like a lot of times we blame it on like depression and anxiety and those are very real diagnoses. But sometimes it's just not that like sometimes you're literally grieving and the reason why you can't pinpoint what is hurting you is because you don't necessarily know that it's grief. So that has been fun. Um, I'm not doing an icebreaker today. One, because um my day just looks a little different so I actually I don't got my microphone while I'm recording this um I don't have any decks of cards while I'm doing this 
Um, but I love to. I'm just like in a really weird space. I think I'm just wrapping up the end of the year. I'm definitely giving my my body space to rest. So I'm not going to do the icebreaker today. However, I do have an affirmation that I can read, um, but we'll we'll do the affirmation later because that's another segment. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to do icebreaker. We're just going to kind of jump into the check-in and we'll jump into the topic and, you know, just see where the episode takes us. So, um, so check-in. Like I said, I so first of all, let me say this. The air where I am living at has been so dry, and I have, like, been doped up on Zyrtex. I got a, a humidifier, a purifier, a diffuser. I got all this stuff going in my house. Uh, VIX has been on lockdown, I mean, at my building here. And I just can't wait for the day where I can freaking breathe again. Like, I am so tired of, like, not being able to fully breathe but so outside so physically like that's driving me crazy but um also too I I've kind of been sad because I'm just having realizations in my life and I'm having realizations about my friends about my love life about my family about my home about my business like I'm just having these revelations and I had therapy well, some of y'all, most of y'all know, I'm in therapy two to three times a week. And so I like, I'm in therapy, like that means like every two to three days. And so on Friday, I had like, I had what I would call like a bad therapy day. And what I mean by bad is like, we got so deep that like, I really couldn't function after the revelation because in that I had really opened up about how I was currently feeling about the relationships in my life. And I was very open which a lot of times when it comes to that I'm very like nonchalant I'm very like I'm not really gonna speak about it because every time I speak about it like the opposite ends up happening like I could be like off oh, to cut this person off and then like the next day like we're going to lunch together so I'm very like closed off when I talk about relationships friends romantic whatever um and I've been open to therapy about that like I've been very open in therapy about like how things are never are like my perception is never right when it comes to things. Like, I'll think something is good and dandy. I'll say something to somebody and, like, the opposite happens. And I'm like, how do I keep getting, like, brain fucked? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Which is why I'm in therapy. <laughs> um, so, but it was just one of those things where I was just really honest about, like, I really am yearning for, like, a core group of friends. And while I have, quote, unquote, friends, I don't necessarily have like a core group. And honestly, like with my friends, I don't honestly have friends that I actually like do stuff with. And so I'm yearning for like a friendship of like, I want to actually go out. And how I feel is I feel that people only call me when their life is in shambles. So I get to see on the screen. And what I mean by that is like Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, like my friends having friends with mutual friends, my friends going out with everybody else. But when it comes to me, it's like, they just want to come to the office and sit. They just want to go out to eat. They just want to get drinks. Like, they just want to talk. Like, they just want to dump all their mess onto me. And I'm like, no, like, I want to go to Top Golf. I want to do yoga. I want to go for a walk. I want to go hiking. I want to go painting. I want to go to the movies. I want to do this. You know, and I do have friends that do stuff. Like, in the past couple of months, like, I had a friend who took me to Alicia Keys concert. And I had a friend who took me to... Oh, see Tony Baker. I had another friend who 
took me on a date and that was really fun. We got dressed up. She paid for everything. She like really winded down me. And I have um, another friend who like, he really makes an effort to come and see me like weekly or at least bi-weekly. And I have a couple other friends who have like tried to like be social with me, but like our schedules just don't match. And, or like they always have to have their kids and I'm not opposed to being around your kids, but like, I'm just at a space right now where like, I just really need adult time. And I can see that my friends with kids really need adult time, but like, they don't necessarily have the resources opportunity right now to really like have that adult time. Also, um, I think it was a Thanksgiving. I had met up with two friends that I've known since like the second and third grade. And last year we met up and it was like so magical. Like we love being around each other. We really don't talk much outside of like this one time a year. So this year we did it again. We went to brunch and we decided that this was going to be a annual thing that we do. And I really love that because we're two, we're three totally different people with different lives, but we, yet we struggle with like feeling part of something, feeling feeling um like feeling worthy feeling like we have a place in this life trying to figure out this whole friend thing being an adult being a parent and whatever and that's that was really cool and so I'm really trying to reconcile my friendship with those two because when I'm around them I really do feel really really good about it um my best friend from Atlanta came down we hung out that oh my gosh we thought we was back in college I was so hurt honey um that was really fun I'm gonna go try to see my friend in Atlanta he got a couple events coming up so I'm gonna try to go and support him so I have friends right but the issue is like I am feeding like I'm feeding a certain type of love that I'm not really sure that the people in my life can actually give that to me and before we get into like oh you gotta love yourself first you gotta do this you gotta do that and and this is a frustration that I've talked about in therapy. It's like, I'm so frustrated with that because I do that. Like, I don't care to be alone. Like, I've traveled alone. I go out to eat alone. I go to the movies. Like, I do not care to be alone. Like, I cherish my alone time. I'm actually probably an introvert, which, like, my best friend and my auntie told me in the same week that I'm actually probably an introvert. So that was something I had to take in because I definitely have always been an extrovert. And I've definitely always been the type to, like, come off as extroverted. So, yeah. So I think I'm like finding this newer healed person that's actually an introvert. Being alone doesn't bother me. But I am at a place where like I want like a core group of friends. Like I want a core group of friends that I actually want to do stuff with. Okay. And I just don't necessarily have that. So like I'm in therapy and it's like bringing me to tears to talk about it because I'm like legit like hurt. Like I'm like. I got friends, I got people that love me, but like when it comes to like the day-to-day friendships, like it's so lonely. It's so lonely and like it's hard because, and I've, I've talked about this before with love, like I just feel like the love that I've envisioned for myself romantically, friendship-wise, even family-wise, I have had to grieve that because I have had to come to a place and recognize that this may not actually be meant for me. Like the love that's in my body may not actually be for the things that I am passionate about. Is that the word? Not passionate. That I am yearning for, that I envision for myself. Um, It has come to a time, it has come to a place where 
you know, the love I have in me may not actually be for the things that I desire. And so what does that look like? So I said all that. I mean, it was a much deeper detail with my therapist, but it it got to a point where I legit like was sad. And I ended up talking to somebody who I really feel like this person is like one of my besties. And we talk a lot and like we live life with each other. But I also know like on both ends, we have a blockage up. Like I know I don't necessarily feel as safe as I used to feel with this person. So I'm not as open with this person. And I know that like things have kind of got weird in the past with us and we're trying to like reconcile our friendship. Um, so I know that there are things that are hidden from me, um, because we just don't know, like, our place in each other's life, and so, like, I'm telling this person, like, how therapy was, and, like, he was literally, like, oh, you're having a moment, and I know part of that is because, like, he probably felt like I was low-key, like, trying to, like, talk about him or, like, group him in that, and, like, honestly, it had nothing to do with him, it had everything to do with, like, people who had built out on me, because, like, me and him had stopped communicating um just because I just it wasn't him it was me I just I couldn't do the friendship at that season in my life which I mean that season lasted like three months um because I had to check myself I had to check my emotions I had to check my feelings I had to check like where my heart posture was and so like in that season he wasn't the only person that got cut off like I like probably like 10 people got cut off (laughs) y'all hear that oh my gosh I'm so stuffy um had got cut off in that season so, um, but like he was one of the people that I actually like reached back out to and we became cool. I didn't expect for like our friendships to jump off as it did, but here we are and it did. But also too, like I said, like we have blockages towards one another because one, we probably don't feel safe with each other like we used to. And two, like it's a new dynamic. Like it's definitely not how it was prior to me cutting off our friendship. Like, um, and we've kind of talked about a situation that really kind of like, was the last straw on the camel's back and it you know it it put it into perspective because I don't think like I think a lot of times with people who hurt me we don't actually like ever talk about like what actually hurt me and that's really because anytime I try to bring something up people just tend not to like want to talk to me about it I don't know what that is it listen (laughs) um but it is what it is um And so, like, in that, like, him being really apologetic and, like, just, like, letting me know, like, where I stand in his life. But he also said, like, but I also know, like, you don't actually believe that. Like, you you don't realize the big part that you play in my life. And it's true. I don't know the big part that you play in my, that I play in your life. And because for him and so many other people, like, my thought process is, y'all love me so much that you do nothing. You do nothing like I have spent years telling people like I need to hang out like I like in order for a friendship to work like it has to like we have to be working towards something and I don't want to make it seem like there's so many rules but like I would like to go out I would like to travel I would like to do stuff I would like to have people with me not only when there's an award being given, a building being open, a book being published, but like day to day, like I would like to have a good balance of like my self time and my time with my friends. Like I would like that, but instead what I get is people who go out with everybody else. Like y'all love me so much, 
but like I'm not invited to anything. I don't get the invite. I I get to see it on Snapchat that things that me and you talked about doing, you did with somebody else and just the different things like that. But as soon as like you want one-on-one time, you come to me. As soon as your life is in shambles, you come to me like as soon as you need something okay you call me and I'm just at a place where like it's it's hard it's breaking my heart and so now I'm becoming cold so yeah so I'm in therapy talking about all of this and talking about how um talking about like how like it really affects me because I love my friends and the 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 truth is like I'm saying all this but I'm not going to leave them (laughs) I like I mean I say that very loosely because I have actually like stepped back from a lot of people and cut a lot of people off. Um, But the reality is like there are some people like I genuinely don't want to lose. I genuinely want us to just like reconcile and figure out this relationship. Like I want us to be adults and I want us to like work towards this friendship. Like relationships are hard work. Relationships are this. But I also am at a place where like if our friendship expiration date is here, I'm okay with that. Um, we just need to let it be known. Like, we just need to be in a place where this is where we're at. Like, we've reconciled as much as we could, but it's just not working. So, yeah. So, that was my therapy session. And it was just really hard for me. And so, I pretty much spent the day sleep. And then, like, with that being said, like, things just, that just meant that, like, things didn't get done. I was just kind of allowing myself to feel and just kind of allowing myself to be in a place where, um, you know, I had to heal. So, yeah. So, check in. I'm okay. You know, I think I'm just processing the end of the year. I'm looking forward to the new year. I'm also just figuring out where, I, where I'm at in life because I think that... <laughs> I love hard and I'm at a place where I'm just tired of my heart being broken. And so what does that look like? And I was also like, there's just certain things I want to do. I listen to a hell of a lot of podcasts and a lot of podcasts that I listen to are ending. And I'm like, damn, like what I'm going to listen to now. (laughs) But I'm also like listening to these podcasters and like listening to the transformation of their life and, you know, how they kind of got away from their dreams and how, they just want to work on another project, how they're doing different passion projects and things like that. And I'm like, you know, I think there's a shift in this industry because I feel like I'm the same way. Like, I'm not going to quit my podcast. Like, I mean, to be honest, like there's, I'm, I'm not making any money off this podcast. I don't even have enough listenership for that. Um, but I show up as if I'm already there. And I believe that one day it's going to be there. I just got to continue to do, to do the work and, you know, and I watch a lot of documentaries. I read a, I read a lot of books, and I also um, listen to a lot of podcasts. And so I, I get very encouraged by things. And I know that I'm not alone. And I know that I'm doing the work that I need to do to heal, which I think is so beautiful for me. Like if nobody else recognizes that, like, like I was just telling somebody because one of my friends was like, "Why do you go to therapy two to three times a week?" And I was like, literally, like I don't really feel like y'all realize how fucked up I really am. But in me being fucked up, I am doing what I have to do to heal and to be better because ultimately I do want to heal and I do want to be better. Like I do want to be at a place where, you know, I can say I did the work. I don't and I don't believe it's linear. I don't believe it's ever going to be um, a place of which like 
I'm going to have it all together. Like, I don't believe that. But I do believe that what I'm doing is breaking these generational habits and curses that I know my mom and dad and grandmother could not break. So with that being said, um, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the best. I'm not going to say I'm bad. I'm very tired. I'm very fatigued. So I am going to give myself rest. I am going to shut down the business. I'm working on this happiness project. I'm also working on a couple things. I'm working on my book as well as my first book is in the hands of a different publisher who's going to kind of help me navigate what that project looks like. So it's a lot going on. I'm grateful and I'm thankful, but also too, I'm just in this weird space where I'm just really trying to figure out my place and figuring out like how to get what I'm yearning for. So that's my check-in. That, that probably could have been a episode all by itself. <laughs> But nevertheless, let's go ahead and wrap up grief, healing, and holidays. And so the topic I had for that episode was what is the relationship between grief and us? And the reality is, like, we have to find our place. And it takes a while. And most of us don't understand grief. And most of us don't actually understand, like, what grief is and what it does to us. Like, a lot of times we mix it up with depression and anxiety and other diagnoses, which you may, excuse me, you may very well have that. Like you may very well have those other diagnoses and you may very well have the opportunity um, to experience all of that. And I, I say opportunity, but a season where you, where you do that. So you do have to give yourself grace in finding your place and giving yourself grace in the season that you are in life. The reality that I learned in my grief was I had to unlearn and question everything that I had been taught. And, you know, some of this, most of this came from like a religious and spiritual point of view. So you may have to like question, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, you can't question God. I've never actually believed that. Like I actually asked God a lot of questions. I actually questioned him for everything. You know, and I don't actually believe that there's a rule book with God. Um I believe that God knew what God was doing when God created us. And I believe a thousand percent that God knew that I was going to be the, the rebellion child that was going to question these religious points of view, that was going to re- that was going to question just certain things that just didn't sit right with me. And so the reality is you might have to unlearn or question everything that you have been taught, whether that was from your mom, whether that was from a religious point of view or whatever the case may be, you may have to unlearn some things. Unlearning has been the tough part. Unlearning has been the part that is hard because if I just stay in this place of everything I learned, it could actually be so much easier, but I'm not happy. I'm not healed. I'm miserable. So unfortunately, I do have to unlearn some of the things I was taught. What does living with grief look like so living with grief looks like allowing yourself to cry sleep isolate being honest saying no and setting boundaries y'all grief is a one time in your life that you cannot lie about your life to anybody else you have to be in a place where you are a thousand percent vulnerable you can no longer hide not being vulnerable you're not gonna do it everybody you're not gonna do I mean you may like I'm type of person like how I feel in that moment no matter where I'm at that's just how I feel I I can no longer hide it, but there are some people who they have that boundary. Like I cannot be vulnerable in this setting. I have to go to X, Y, and Z. That's perfectly fine. 
that is your grief. That is your journey. That is your healing. So if that is what you are, like that is fine. But living with grief is addressing it. It will, let me say this, is recognizing it, addressing it, and giving your permission to grieve. Because I've said this before, you have to feel in order to heal. I am in this place currently where I'm allowing myself to feel. There are times when I do believe I'm overthinking. And so like in that moment, I have to say, well, what is real in this present moment? And so in this present moment, the truth might be I'm laying in this bed at three o'clock in the morning. It is dark. I wish I had a man, but I don't. And so because of that, I'm thinking of every scenario as to why somebody would hurt me. But that's not, that may not be the truth. The only truth right now is that I'm living in this space, in this dark space, in my bed, wishing I had a man. That is the only truth. I cannot sit here and think about why this person didn't choose me, why this person hurt me, why this person just goes to me, why me and this person never worked out, why did that person cheat with me, um, with a friend, like, I can't, I, because I, I, I'll never know, and I'll just drive myself crazy trying to figure that out. One of the last things that I had about this um, is we cannot be scared of our thoughts. Our thoughts are there for a reason. We cannot be scared of what is going on in our brain because a lot of times we're scared because it is the truth. And the truth is very scary. There was a time in my life where I wasn't suicidal, but I just did not want to live on this earth no more. And that was so crazy and scary to me. I was scared shitless of what that might look like if I said that out loud. And so I ended up telling my therapist, um, which was my current therapist, like I ended up telling her, like, I'm not suicidal. Like, I don't have a plan. I don't wish to go through with action. But I am really at a place that like, I, if I don't wake up tomorrow, like I'm not going to be upset. And it's scary because a lot of times we say that and we're scared we're going to bring it onto us, which, you know, it's, it's I don't know if it's scientific, but we see that a lot. And so I was scared to say it a lot because I didn't want to bring death upon me. Like, cause I didn't wish that upon me. I just, I, I was scared of these thoughts, but the reality was I needed to say that. And I needed to be honest with myself. Like I was miserable. And so the real question came from like, why are you miserable? Why are you like, what is the trigger to this? And so, you know, our thoughts can be scary you know, you might have left a relationship that was very unhealthy for you and you missed that person. And so your thought process is, I really want this person to call me back. I really want this person to show up at my door and confess their love to me like on the movies. And you might be like, oh, that's so stupid, but you're judging yourself without even allowing yourself to even process that thought that you have. You get what I'm saying? Like you're not even in a place to allow yourself to feel, I mean, not to feel, to think when in actuality your body is asking you to allow these thoughts to happen so we have to be comfortable with our thoughts whether that's writing whether that's singing dancing doing yoga we have to be in a place where we are allowing ourselves these thoughts and not being scared of our thoughts you know and there's two things that can help us with it seek professional help I always say this, your friends and family will not be able to help you. They will not understand you. Your friends and family will be there to support you. They will be there to 
give you advice that you did not ask for. They will be there to love you. But there is power in professional help because there is power in having a non-biased set of words given to you. And I will say this, it takes a lot of work to find the professional help that will actually give you what you are need, needing in your um, in your season of healing. You have to be very specific with professional help. Like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. Like, I need to do activities. I need to do X, Y, and Z. Talking does not help. I, just, I, I need some guidance. You're almost like a mentor to me, okay? It's not easy. It takes a long time. I have been through a plethora of therapists up until last year. Well, I guess it would technically, it was this year, it was this year. I think she told me we started meeting in January. Um, my therapist challenges me and she gets me to talk and she gets me to be open even when I don't necessarily want to be. So she is very good at what she does, which is why I continue to go back, which is why I continue to um, see her two to three times a week. However, it took me years to get to this point. And I hope that's not your story, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like it took me years to get to that place. Following that, you have to accept the new you. This is a new you that is evolving and be comfortable with that. You're going to grieve your old self. I told you on a previous episode, I missed the young girl who was just so in love with life and who just had big dreams and who wasn't scared and blah, blah, blah. I miss her, but I'm evolving. I'm changing. And I have to become, I, I had to become okay with who I was and who I am today and be okay with tomorrow. I might be a different person. So I have to accept the new, the new you. It's not a linear equation. It's going to continue to change. And you have to be okay with that. So that was what is the relationship between grief and us. So now introducing the new series, Grieving as an Adult. Uh, we'll hop right into it. And, it, and that technically today's topic is I don't even celebrate the holidays. So when you think about becoming the new you, based off of what we just talked about, um, when you think about becoming the new you, it can become very lonely. It's not to say you're alone, but you might be lonely. And I think like there's a clear difference. Like, um, I, I might've said that wrong, actually. Like, like feeling lonely is like how I feel right now. Like I just don't have that core group of friends that I would like to do stuff with. But I'm not alone because there are people in my corner and in my village that actually support me. Like, there are people that I can call for help. There are people who do support me. There are people who do show up. I do get random text messages. I do get people who check up on me. I do get people that text me every day. Like, I I, I do. I get this. And so I'm not necessarily alone, but I do feel lonely. And so when it comes to holidays, like, I'll be honest, I probably stopped celebrating the holidays back when I was in my undergrad, uh, my undergrad uh, degree. And I used to have like co-workers and friends and families like invite me to their families. And I used to go um, partly because like I was living in the college town. My sister was here. My mom and brother lived somewhere else. It was very rare that we had money to even see each other because um, we were all just in such different places. And then um, my mom died. And so when my mom died, it just. I just really didn't have a desire to do holidays, but it got to a point where like, I realized like 
it really hurt me to be in the presence of other families because I really fiend for a relationship with my siblings and my mother and my father and grandparents that I never met. Like I really fiend for this. And there was a jealous spirit there. And, you know, I don't think we're quite honest and people who are grieving, like there is a spirit that was there because of the loneliness of, I don't actually have this. Okay. I didn't want to be around other people because I was grieving and I was yearning for something specific um, that I needed from my family, from my bloodline, from the people that I love so much. And also too, like with my friends, and I know nowadays they do like friends giving, which I think that's a just beautiful thing. Again, I just don't have committed friends that would actually do that. Like I can almost guarantee you that I would go all out, spend all this money, decorate my building, do this Friendsgiving, and maybe like two people would show up and to be honest that happened this year I did it for the grief group I asked everybody were they going to come in person did a survey bought all this food did everything they showed up they just showed up virtually and I had all this food and I was like this is my fucking life like this always happens I always go above and beyond and I told my therapist I'm not even mad because they still came. They still showed up for themselves. They still showed up for the group. But it was just like, I am constantly going above and beyond when I know I shouldn't. Like, I need to start trusting my intuition when my intuition says, don't do that. Like, stop spending your money on shit. <laughs> stop spending your money on shit, Lisa. Like, stop. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when I talk about Friendsgiving, like, I just that that would be the case. Like nobody would actually be committed to showing up. If I were to do like a, a Thanksgiving trip, like 10 people sign up, two people would come. And it would probably be me and my brother. Just being completely honest. You know, it's so much that like I've tried to like plan stuff and invite people and do this and do that. And people just don't show up. Like people constantly get out. And so again, I'm not alone, but I do feel lonely. And my recent, my recent reality is I just don't want to be around other people's family. Like I want to be around my big sister. I want to be around my little brother. I want to be around my nieces and nephews. I want to be around, like I have an aunt, Miss Emily. I like, I want to be around the people who have always genuinely loved me no matter what. And unfortunately with some of my friends, they have loved me, but they always want me to go to their family stuff. And I just haven't had the opportunity to bring them into my family stuff for reasons that I think are out of my control like if it's at like my brother or sister's house like obviously I'm not just gonna invite a whole bunch of my friends to their house even though it may not actually be a problem but also too like there's boundaries like you got to be careful who comes to your house um also too like I just I want like I want a relationship with my family that I just have never had not to say like not including my siblings but like cousins like my family's in New York Pennsylvania Florida like I've always fiend for a, a relationship with them and I think like we have like a nice social media slash texting relationship or a really good funeral relationship but I don't necessarily like see them or get to hang out with them or like get to be around them and so it gets tiring like I just I, I get tired of putting in this effort of like this is what I really want and I'm putting myself out there and nobody is fucking catching it. Like I have been trying to shoot my shot in life and I keep I keep getting a fucking airball, okay? <laughs> so yeah. Um you know, and 
so that brings me to the last thing, which is pretty much, um, you know, change the tradition of your holidays. Maybe you don't have a big traditional dinner. Maybe y'all go out to eat. Maybe y'all go to McDonald's. Maybe y'all go to the movies. Maybe you don't want to cook. So maybe you do go to somebody else's house. Like maybe you call up your friend and be like, hey, I'll take you up on that offer. Like, can me, my husband and my kids come? Hey, can I actually come? Or maybe you order some pizza and you sit at home and you Netflix and chill with yourself. Like, I think my new tradition tradition that I created for myself this year was to open up my building during the holidays. So Wednesday, I had a grief group. Thursday, I had a grief group, which Thursday would have been Thanksgiving. Wednesday was the day before Thanksgiving. Both days, a plethora of people showed up. It was beautiful. And I loved it so much. Like I said, Wednesday, um, well, like I, like I said, one of the groups, they, they showed up. They just showed up virtually versus like showing up in person. But it was so beautiful because I was able to provide a space for people to heal, to be, we laughed, we cried, we did an icebreaker. Um, it was beautiful. I absolutely adored it. And then Thursday, I got to spend time, which Thursday was Thanksgiving. I got to spend time with my siblings and then I spent time with them and then went to my grief group and then I was able to go home and go to sleep. And I went to sleep with a conscious heart and I was very happy with the decision of that day so that will actually probably be a new tradition from for me like to open up the space to allow people that time and I was even telling people like even if you get away from your family for just an hour like that's okay like you know you need that space you need that to be able to have the opportunity to like just breathe because one thing I hate about the holidays is a hustle and bustle. Like, I hate that. Like, why are we so stressed out about cooking and doing it? Like, we put so many expectations on ourselves when there isn't a fucking rule book. I'm cussing a lot in this episode, so I, I gotta make sure I put explicit. <laughs> um, there isn't, there isn't a rule book on what we have to do and what that looks like. And we put so much pressure on ourselves by the end of the day, we can't even enjoy it because we're tired. I think about that with weddings. Like I think about all the hustle and bustle with a wedding. And I think about how I've heard so many brides and grooms say they didn't even enjoy their wedding because they were so tired. They were just like on an adrenaline rush to like, they didn't even get to like have sex at night, like as a married couple, you know what I'm saying? Like that just sounds miserable to me. Like I do not want to be busy. Like even when I did my grand opening, y'all, I did it as simple as possible. I had a charcuterie board. I had uh, sandwiches, a couple hot foods, a mimosa bar. It was real simple. You came. I did like a 20-minute thank you speech. People came in. They talked. They ate. They laughed. And that was it. Like, I did not want to go all out and be stressed and be panicking and be all type of, like, all type of that. And don't get me wrong. Like, the month excuse me not the month but like maybe two to three weeks prior to the grand opening like I was busy like I was like I don't have time for anything like I gotta make sure this is that like this is done that's done because at the end of the day like I ended up doing stuff that like I was depending on other people to do that I ended up doing it myself and so that was frustrating because on top of just your day-to-day business stuff now I had to do like the grand opening stuff and it, it was just frustrating and so I tried to make it as simple as possible Unfortunately, like life happens and life is just kind of one of those things where like, hey, gotcha, you thought you had a plan, but here we are. 
<laughs> so, um, but you know, I just, I just, I'm just really hopeful that in the future we can really change the change the way we we do things. Like not putting so much pressure that you have to cook all this food, not putting so much pressure that you have to do this and that. Or like, if you don't feel like doing it, like giving yourself permission to like not, I do feel like we do need to cherish our family and cherish our friends because life is so short. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing like life is so short. Life is so short, y'all. And it brings me to tears to think about because you really don't know when is the last time. And so I think like creating traditions, but also protecting your peace. I think your peace is so worth it. And while it might hurt other people, like you do have to put yourself first and you do have to decide like what is worth it? Like what is worth it? So, you know, change the tradition, um, which is easier said than done. You might have to play around with it. You, it might be uncomfortable. You might have to unlearn some things, but yeah, like Think about changing the tradition. Think about not being so hard on yourself. So that's what I had. So that was the introduction to grieving as an, as an adult. We said goodbye to grief, healing, and holidays. We will see you next year <laughs> to that series. But yeah, we have started grieving as an adult. And um, the first episode of grieving as an adult is I don't even celebrate the holidays. And I just kind of went through that with you. So. Um, yeah, I hope that was good. I mean, y'all pretty much got three episodes in this one episode. So let me read y'all this affirmation that I got uh, from Black Female Therapist. Um, this is actually the affirmation from yesterday. It says, to gain peace, I will no longer be willing to ignore my boundaries for the happiness of others. I will not over explain myself when a simple no is enough. I will be clearer about my wants and needs to myself and others. Um, and then their little cliff notes. I told y'all with Black female therapists, they send their affirmations daily and they have like a graphic that's kind of like the cliff notes version of what I like what I just read. And so their cliff note version says, I will no longer be willing to ignore my boundaries for the happiness of others. And I think that that's such a good affirmation to have. I will no longer be willing to ignore my boundaries for the happiness of others because you deserve that. Like you deserve a peace. You deserve to be at a place where you are healthy, where you are not stressing, where you are you and embracing who you are as a person. So yeah, I will no longer be willing to ignore my boundaries for the happiness of others while we love people while you know some of us have constantly sacrificed for other people the reality is like you deserve boundaries and you deserve you deserve to love you the way you love the world okay <laughs> all right so housekeeping we have a blog every wednesday i have actually not been posting the blogs to like promote it but i have been writing so check out the blog every Wednesday. You can check it out at healingshegotfaith.com slash blog. Um, they've been pretty deep. And I also just did on Friday, I did a reflection Friday. So y'all got two blogs last week. So definitely go back and check it out. We are wrapping up this year. I'm going to finish out my grief groups, but pretty much Healing She Got Faith is pretty much done for 2022. We are prepping for 2023. Okay. 
The talk show is every Monday at 3 o'clock. You can catch us here on YouTube and wherever you listen to your platform. Make sure you add us on social media. Um, we're on TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, so follow us on all of those. Hit that bell. Uh, we, yeah, hit that bell. Hit that follow button. Share this episode. Um, rate us. Please rate us. If you have a chance, please go on to Google and rate Healing She Got Faith. Please, yeah, please do that for us. Um, please make sure you're rating the podcast on your, pod, your podcast platforms and YouTube. Make sure you're giving us feedback and things like that. Um, that's pretty much all I have for y'all today. Um, I'm sorry I missed last week. It was just, I don't, I don't actually know why I missed last week. I think I was just tired. Get some rest. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the rest of December, the rest of 2022. All right, guys. I love you, but love you the way you love the world. I'll catch y'all next Monday.